Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We are your guides through sordid tales of pop culture, drugs, and saying the word fuck a lot. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis. So now is your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous, so please don't hurt yourself or your loved ones. But do subscribe. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Mile High Podcast. My name is Melody, and I am filling in for James as the host this week. Um, Tonight is a special episode. We are doing a women in pop culture theme with a women in the, um, you know, that roundtable thing that we normally call it. (laughs) And uh, today with us, we have Heather H. with the lovely Truckee Pacific behind her. Say hello, Heather. Hello. And we have Heather C. Down below for me, I don't know what it looks like for everybody else. And then over to the right below me, we have Danielle. We're going to go by DK? Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I have a so, few nicknames, whatever. <laughs> I love I love nicknames. It makes it easy. Yes. So, <clears throat> so um, yeah, this week it's all women and culture. Um, usually we start these shows off by talking about what we've been up to, what we've been watching, and what we're smoking if we choose to partake this episode. I understand that everybody is not allowed to necessarily partake and um, that's awesome if you don't and thank you for joining anyways because I have no idea why you want to hang out with us otherwise. So <laughs> no props, that's cool. You must really love us. Um, we'll start the opposite way of my introduction. So DK, what have you been up to this week and what have you been watching? Any good binges? I have honestly been like, watching <laughs> lots of cartoons like Rick and Morty and Bob's Burgers. I've been on a marathon with those two. Like I started Rick and Morty from the beginning and I've been watching Bob Ber- Bob's Burgers. And you know, my normal, nothing really too crazy, just my normal reality housewives, Fuller House. I've been wa- finally catching up with that. It's the last season, so, you know. Really? Yeah, and actually, you know what I did randomly? Like I've been wa- like, and it's very odd for me. Like, I don't normally go back and rewatch shows. I'm like, I want to watch the first episode ever of Full House at the time. And I'm like, all right. So I'm just watching random old things. <laughs> very ironically, because that's not normally my style. But yeah, have, that's good for me. I have to admit, I'm, I'm um, binging Golden Girls. I'm yeah. on like season five. <laughs> Whenever I'm by myself, I watch it. It just makes me feel better. I don't I know love why. Girls. Yeah. So that a lot of Yeah, so I totally and, get rewatching the old stuff. You know, something about it seems simpler, wrapped up in a nice little bow. Yeah, even though it was the eighties, like they were. And you, you can look at it from different eyes. Like that's what I'm, like I was watching. We were just watching Malcolm. Um, was it Malcolm in the Middle? Is that what, yeah? And we're watching that. And I used to watch that show all the time, and I haven't watched it. And I randomly just my um Anthony just randomly put it on. I'm like, wow. I tell, and it's weird seeing it from different eyes because when you're watching it when you're younger, you're obviously watching it from a different perspective. So it's it's interesting going back and watching it, which yeah. I've discovered because normally I have zero interest in that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I and I'm not smoking, but I did have some edibles. So I'm an edible girl, as we said before. So, <laughs> is there a shop you want to plug or give credit to for those wonderful um, edibles? Yes, the Medicine Man. I uh, love the Medicine Man. They have the best prices. They always run sales, and I love them. I, that's that's my go-to online ordering, pick up. So totally recommend them. They're they're all they have a couple locations, so they think they have like three. Excellent, 
Excellent. All right. Shout out to Medicine Man. Look them up online. Find the location closest to you. Uh, Heather C., what about you? What have you been up to this week? What are you watching? You know, I keep saying this week because I'm copying James's format a little bit. Right. But, you know, what have you been up to in general? <laughs> uh, well, over the weekend, <laughs> we were able to watch the show Dev on FX. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's pretty crazy, but it's definitely good. And another one we watched on FX was Dave, which is super raunchy. And oh my God, I love Dave. I randomly started watching that and I'm like, oh, and I, I've heard of Little Dicky, but I didn't know much of it. I'm like, that yeah. show is great. Great. I totally yeah. recommend it. Yep. It was great. All right. Uh, and I'm not really a smoker, but I'm having some nice wine. So plug that. <laughs> she's clearly the most maturest of us because not only is she not smoking, but she's drinking wine. I'm smoking. Okay. And I'm drinking vodka mixed with strawberry lemonade. <laughs> because oh, that's I have nothing else. <laughs> it's good vodka, at least. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Death and Dave. Yep. Dev. 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 Okay. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, but it's, it's good. It was only one season. Oh, okay. I'll have to look it up. Hulu, Netflix? Uh, FX. Sometimes I have to be honest. I say, I don't know. I just say it into my remote control and it just pops up. Yeah. It, it's on Hulu. It's, it is on Hulu because it was running during this. It was actually, the season was on. So it's Hulu. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I have so many too. It's hard to keep track sometimes. I, totally get <laughs> I don't usually it's hold the remote. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. get to say, oh, I like that. Stop there. <laughs> right. I, I I appreciate that. All right, Heather H., what about you? What have you been up to? What have you been watching? Anything exciting or interesting? Nothing exciting or interesting. Um, I'm not up to a whole lot, but I do love to bake, so I've been doing a lot of baking in the past week, um, which is, yeah. you know, normal for me. But as far as what, have I, what I'm watching, um, so Dave and I have been watching Upload um, and really enjoying that. Um, yes. As a family, That's we're watching... We're watching Schitt's Creek, uh, which I never really got into, and I'm just loving it now. We're just about done with the third season. And then when I'm alone, I've been watching The Great on Hulu, which I'm digging a lot. Okay. What's that about? Yeah, what's that about? Yeah, so that one's about Catherine the Great. Um, she becomes like Empress of Russia, but it starts when she gets married to Peter, who's the Emperor of Russia, um, and he's just a total dingbat. Um, and so she decides to overthrow him. Um, it's really funny. It's historical. It's like loosely based on real life, um, but mostly not. It's really fun and, you know, it's something to watch by myself. I like those. Yeah. I love those too. I was obsessed with the crown. Yes. I mean, I was Patty, but it was a great yeah. show. And I know it's only loosely based on reality because who knows what the truth yeah. is. But I tried to get into it, but I just couldn't. It was like it felt too stuffy for me. It took a season because I, I, I watched it like the first two episodes and I decided I didn't like it. And then I went back because there was like a blizzard and I was stuck. So I, I did it out of desperation. And then I, I got into it because start to plus honestly i started it again when like megan markle like all that bad drama was going on in the news over there right before they left so i think it, it seemed more applicable 
Anyways, what are you smoking? I am smoking Skunkberry from Lightshade. Luckily, I have some notes because I have no idea. Um, but we like Lightshade. It's right close to our house. Online ordering, like Danielle said. Okay, nice. I do like Lightshade. We used to live near one. Man, the, the, the staff there was great. There was this girl there, and every time I went in, I, you know, I usually wear Mickey Mouse something, and um, she was wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt, and I was wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt, and we looked nothing alike at all. Like, everything about us is polar opposite, but from that moment on, we were Disney twins, and that was it. <laughs> and, like, she saw my husband at another store and recognized him and was like, tell my Mickey twin I'm here. They have oh great staff. I don't know who does their hiring, but they're really intuitive. So, shout out to Light Chain. All right. I am smoking Jack Flash from Agati um, over in, like, I guess it's Thornton. But I have to give it credit. <clears throat> um, you can give me an example. This was supposed to be an ounce container, but this is how, this is like the smallest of the buds. So they actually had to give me an ounce in this and another bag. <laughs> oh my God. It was huge, huge. So, and it's very tasty. It's light and heady. I don't like a sleepy high. Um, I, you know, I just don't like that. I always feel like I'm going to miss something as it is. So shout out to Agati. They also take really good care of us. They have a hilarious shirt. If anybody ever wants to get me something, it just says, I heart completely and like two people and I want that shirt so bad <laughs> but I re refuse to pay $38 for a t-shirt just because it's from a weed store so. oh, <laughs> it's just too practical for that all right um so that's what I've been smoking recently my shows have been upload also I'm only um well I don't want to give it away and I don't know what episode but I'm I'm, I'm more than halfway in how do you like it are you loving it? I love it. I thought, yeah. we saw the trailers, I thought I wanted to see it, and then I just never found the time, and, um. I watched that, like, so quick, because it was just so good. I, I, it was done. Like, I had to put myself to sleep at some point, because I wanted to watch more, and I'm like, no, I have to go. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, oh, just one more, just one more. We <laughs> were so only going to watch an episode, and we accidentally watched four that day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what so, happened to me. And then yeah. Darius wants to watch some with me, and I'm like, uh, well, I'm already halfway in. So <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I love the beginning. All, but <laughs> I love all the the morale, the morality issues that I don't know what's right or wrong on there. You know, I mean, charging for tacos in a digital world is bullshit no matter what. Don't get me wrong. But like the morality of whether or not people deserve it or whether or not it's worth it. I don't want to give too much away, but like if your spouse passes before that exists, do you want to upload? Because you won't be with them. Can they create a digital of your spouse without them existing anymore? Like all of that, you know, yeah. and I am not fully done. So maybe they answer some of that later, but they better have a season two. <laughs> That's all yeah. I have. <laughs> well, I don't know how it ends, but that makes me think there's some unanswered questions, and um, I hope they do get a second sure. season because I will be watching for sure. Um, the other show that I'm watching, <laughs> I'm a Survivor like buff. I love Survivor. 
Um, and I don't get enough of it. So now we have found that on YouTube, the Survivor Channel does, they have other countries. So I've watched South Africa's, I've watched about a, three quarters of a season of Australia, and there's some huge differences. Are there any other Survivor watchers here? I watch Survivor, yes. Oh, that's right, you do, I know. Okay, so Australia, get this, uh -huh. they stay for 55 days. Oh, wow. Yes, just so you guys know, like the normal is 39 or 40 days in America. South Africa's was only like 25 days. But it was interesting, like they did some different things with the game. It's, it's great. Yeah. They really, it, and in Australia, like everybody's fit. And so like their challenges, their first challenge out of the bat was like a final challenge in the American season. And like, <laughs> they had to pick like a rougher terrain. Cause I mean, you throw them on the This is on YouTube, you said? Yes. Oh. I don't know if we have a subscription that makes us allowed to get it or not, but um, it's really good. And they're still, they're not done with that season as far as uploading it on YouTube. So like we're at the point now where we have to wait a week and see <laughs> You're all caught up on us. <laughs> yeah. So I've been watching that. And um, I also watched Mrs. America, which is just a four part series on Netflix about um, Phyllis Shifley, I believe is her name. And she was kind of the anti-women's lib movement of the 60s and 70s. And, uh, you know, it was very interesting because um, even in that story, you can see that she was exposed to sexism, but she still actively fought against it. And her reasoning was weird. And so that was a good one. I mean, it's history, so I don't think I'm giving anything away when I explain it. She basically felt like um, if women are equal to men, then that means that if men and women divorce, men don't have to pay child support and women don't get paid the same amount of work. So you are at a loss. You have no protection as far as providing for your kids because you're equal under the law. So why would men have to pay child support? So, I mean, it was an interesting argument. It was, it was a good show. Um, and I watched The King of Staten Island with Paul. Oh, we saw that. Yeah, we saw that. Thank you. What did you think of the I, end? I, I thought it was, but the end, all right, I don't want to give anything away, but do you feel like it felt finished to you? Here's what we'll do. Spoiler alert in five, four, three, two, one. Ladies, have you guys seen it yet? Both of you? Heather yeah, and Heather? I have not, but it's okay. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I think it was fine because it didn't, it was his life and it wasn't over, so it didn't have to end. But but so my only thought is like well I I could talk freely because we give the spoiler alert okay so my only thought is like most of it was about him trying to find himself right like find his direction in life and that is like they didn't say like he'd even give an indication because there was throughout the movie it showed throughout like very much how many directions he can go because he was talented in different ways and so he could have went different ways but they didn't even like mention like. What was he thinking? Like, I don't know. It just felt like it was like, it was nice that he loved the girl and, he, you know, whatever. But I don't know. I felt like that, that part felt like something was missing for me. I thought he, I understand what you're saying. I, I felt the same way about the end of Castaway. I was pissed at that ending. So <laughs> I get where you're coming from. But it's like open-ended. It's very open-ended. Yeah. yeah. And I think part of that is because, his story was about coming to terms with his own emotional health and and, yeah. being, and and it wasn't beyond anything else. It wasn't about finding himself. It was about coming to terms with what happened to his dad 
which interestingly enough, yeah. I did look it up online and in real life, his father did die. Um, he was a fireman and he was responding to 9 the 9-11 call in New York City. Yes. So um, I think it was about that. And I, th I think he didn't have to realize what he was going to do career wise. He just had to realize who he is and what he wanted. And did and you know? And did you know that um, they had the real, uh, some of the, the, one of the, I think the captain was a real fireman from, from his dad's crew. Yes. Yes. I thought that he was so sweet. Yeah, he's like, he wasn't ever an actor, but he had him on the thing. Like, that was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was very sweet. I loved a lot of it. Um, I have, um, I don't know, something about Pete Davidson's story just really appealed to me. For yeah, same. And so I, just, I loved it. Me too. See, and I, I feel like the problem was the ending, but other than that, sorry, we totally probably ruined it for you. You're like, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you wouldn't expect it from him. It, it was pretty, I don't know if I'd say poignant. I mean, they make a, a ton of really gross jokes. It's still Pete Davidson, yeah. but it was, it was really honest. You know, it was not flattering to him. And he did that as a, he says, um, I watched a lot of interviews and he said that was like a love letter to his mom. Like he dedicated that to his mom. And, like, and can we give a shout out to Marissa Tomei? Cause she looks fucking amazing. Yes. Oh. You can put all the fake wrinkles on her you want. That bitch does not look old enough to be his yeah. mom. <laughs> I love that. But, you know, it's interesting because I hear a lot of people saying that it's messed up because she, she's clearly able to pull off younger roles, but she's been kind of typecasted because she was Spider-Man's aunt, you know, yeah. and it was like, they're just giving her the old lady roles. But also, I don't think young people should be forced to have to play young, sexy, hot people for as long as they have to either. I think there's more depth to those other characters sometimes. And so I yeah. that was, I could understand why she wouldn't necessarily complain. Um, yeah, but also that, since because of any other scenery, that was not necessarily an easy role either. I no. don't think. No, I don't think so either. It was a great. If ever had contact with anyone with any sort of mental, you know, issues going on or anything else, it is not easy. Like, yeah. It's not. She very poignantly spelled that out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I love, I think all of us, since it's a women's show, we can do this as moms and women in general. I love when she's just getting drunk with her friend and he shows up. Yes. Let's talk outside. Lay on the door. It's like, yes. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts, actually. It was definitely one of my favorite parts. And it made me re-listen to that Kid Cudi song, Pursuit of Happiness. I love that. Um, it's interesting that you're watching Schitt's Creek, Heather H., because I actually, um, it wasn't recently enough for me to count it as something I was watching, but for years I'd heard about it, and James and I watched it about two months ago, and we, we went through it, like, just by accident, finished it, and now I can't find season six anywhere unless I buy it. So, really? It's not on Hulu? Not yet. Maybe now. I haven't checked in, like, two weeks. No, not yet. Yeah. No, I, I keep hearing about that show. I have to check it out. Like literally everyone that like every, I'm hearing it a lot. So when I start hearing stuff a lot, I'm like, I gotta check that out. That's yeah. one, like it took me a minute to get into it. And that's um, what says. <laughs> Dave was like into it right at the beginning. And he was like, don't you love this? And I was like, yeah, it's great. Um, but we just kept watching it. And now like, I love the characters. Um, I love everything about it. Um, I think it's such a great show. Um, 
For sure. And, you know, um, speaking of strong women, Moira Rose, the actress who uh, plays her, whose name is Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Um, you know, she's an amazing actress. And she really, none of those characters are likable. And I think that's why it took so long for me to warm up to it. I, I didn't like any of them. The people from the town were annoying. The main characters were rich and unlikable. And so, uh, but Catherine O'Hare, I don't know what she did with that role, but something about it just, it stands out. I think it was probably one of the best things she's done in her career. I mean, very good. Well, and I think honestly what you were saying, Melody, like how you didn't like anybody at first, so it was hard to get into it. But I think that's part of the reason why it's so great now is because they are flawed characters. You know, I mean, we all have a little bit of, you know, you, David, and us. Um, like, I don't know. I think you can relate more to, to characters that are flawed because um, we are. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. I, and I realized later in the show, that was the point of the show, is that they weren't necessarily likable on the surface. But, you know, like everybody else, the surface isn't necessarily who they are and usually is not. And definitely not the end of their journey. So it was really cool. I do love that show. And I love um, Eugene Levy. Levy. His son plays Daniel. his son in the show. <laughs> yes. And he's my favorite character. I'm such a David. I don't like to talk about feelings and I'm very I'm laughy and friendly on the outside, but when I get to like personal stuff, I'm like, Way. You're a right <laughs> What's that? I said you're a Capricorn. <laughs> yes, very much so. I live up to that stereotype. Okay. All right. Women in pop culture is the topic. And um, now that we've covered everything we're watching right now, I'd like to know, what did you watch in the past that had, you know, what you would consider a strong female, like, icon in pop culture as a child? Who is a woman in music, movies, or television influenced you? Uh, well, I should say one that got me riled up was The Handmaid's Tale. Like, mm. if you guys haven't seen that, oh, just the emotional factor in it. If you've watched it, you will feel everything <laughs> that they're portraying, just with the frustrations and the courage that you have to have. Yes, definitely. That is a, a strong... Uh, and it's not that far off sometimes from reality story. Yeah, I think that's why it gets you so hard because you think, oh, this is, when you talk to a man about it, they will say, oh, no, that would never happen. That's ridiculous. And then you start pointing out to them. And if they're willing to listen, you point out to them the certain areas where it is true and it yeah. does happen on a regular basis. And then they're like, oh. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know, I would agree that I've noticed that too. They're like, oh, this is so far-fetched. And I'm like, is it really though? I mean, think about like lactation nurses and, you know, surrogate mothers. Like that's, I mean, not, nothing wrong with surrogate mothers. If anybody ever agrees to be a surrogate mother, God bless you. That's amazing. I'm not saying it like that if it's a choice, but I'm like, it does right. exist. And, you know, humanity does tend to take technology and force it on people at a certain point. And, and so, I, granted, this is actually technologically backwards in the story, but it's not that far off, you know. Yeah. It's not crazy. They're trying to legislate it all, you know, choice already, so. 
I know. Every time they would have something in the news about, oh, they're going to take away women's birth control. And I'm like, see, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I think Hobby Lobby, they won't, they won't cover birth control in their health insurance or something. Oh, God. A lot of places won't. A lot of places won't. And I mean, just the fact that anyone thinks that they should be able to control our bodies is asinine. Like, you can't do that to a man ever. So the fact that they would think it's okay to try and control ours is absolutely ridiculous to me. I believe insurance covers if you want to get um, a man snipped. You know, there's no debate over whether or not yeah there's no stigma on that but any kind of abortion or birth control options you know it's all on the table and up to the employer it appears definitely yep. double standard there it, i like that saying it says that if uh if men could get pregnant they'd pass out birth control like matches at a gas station right? you know <laughs> they just be here take this <laughs> yeah um so yeah that was a good one dk what about you women in, in your childhood or past that have influenced you as far as stories? Um, I don't know. I When we started talking about this, the first person that came to my mind was, I think, Madonna, to be honest. Like, I thought she was, like, just how free she was. Like, she didn't care. She was herself. She was strong. She was independent. She did what she wanted. She's still probably, she's still probably killing it somewhere. You may not hear about her as much, but... <laughs> She's still out there somewhere making money, I'm sure. She's on Instagram. She's got a pretty big Instagram presence, actually. Yeah, see. Yeah. But, like, I, I just loved it. It wasn't, like, her music, just everything about her. Just, she was awesome. So, like, I would say she would be, like, the first one that, like I said, she's the first one that came to my mind. And for me, I, can't, I go to, like, singers and stuff. So I do, like, there are other people, but she's definitely the first one that I can think of that she came to my mind. Yeah, absolutely. There's no disputing. She has a place yeah. in, the, in the story of women in pop culture. She stands out. And plus, she, and the way she's like went through the years, like she changed through the times and she reinvented herself and she still remained her, you know, but she just changed in the way. She's awesome. She's awesome. Way cool. Heather H. So the first one that came to my mind, I feel like it's totally off base from what you guys are talking about, but whatever. Um, <laughs> when I think of seeing strong women as a child, I grew up in the 80s, uh, we would always watch the Cosby show and Felicia Rashad as Claire Huxtable. Um, I think she was such a strong female um, in that family that, you know, I think it was easy to look up to her as what, what can a strong female look like, even in the 80s, you know? Yeah, I mean, think of another house type sitcom that where the mom even worked outside of the home really I can't find I can't really think of one from that decade that's true until much later yeah, yeah. she was a badass yeah, yeah. No. props to her yeah you're right that's a good one that's a really good usually <laughs> enough when I thought female icon that influenced me as a kid it's so weird because I'm not really into comic books I only like superhero movies because I have boys but honestly which is such a I know it's a gender thing and girls now love them too but we didn't when I was a kid okay I like Star Wars for Ewoks <laughs> until I got much older <laughs> but for me it was Wonder Woman 
I was Wonder Woman like three Halloweens in a row. My mother does not care about kids shows or any of that stuff or superhero stories. And she knows, she remembers the lasso of truth. And like, it was a big thing for me. And I think because when I was little, um, we watched Big Trouble in Little China. And I loved that movie. And I loved, I always wanted to be like the electric guy with the straw hat and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And as a kid, I don't know if you guys ever did this, but we were bored over summer. And so we'd always like, we'd act out the movie and be different characters in the living room along with the movie for some reason. And I always wanted to be one of the the bad guys, really, because they had magic powers. That's all. It wasn't anything else. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, they got to do all the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, and Linda Carter. Listen, I I get that her outfit was risque and everything, but there was no other woman female like hero like that at all. I loved that, and the only other hero I liked at that time was Kit, <laughs> the car <laughs> from Knight Rider. <laughs> so clearly, I had a thing against male hero. <laughs> but yeah, she influenced me a lot. Um, it was the first time I realized that girls didn't have to only do girl stuff. And that was actually really empowering because I knew boys still felt like they had to be macho. I mean, and unfortunately, I think a lot of men still do. And um, that's a shame. But uh, I loved the crossover. You know? and, and she was still hot doing it. So good for her, I guess. <laughs> what about current women like pop icons? Are you, th- are you seeing any change like in the younger up and coming ones? Um, anything that, you know, raises your eyebrows a little? Because I know, you know, generation to generation, things change, and sometimes it's harder. Let's face it, none of us are, are you know, Gen Z or anything. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> just wondering if anybody stands out now that you either like or, or maybe feel weirded out by. Well, I don't know if they're, if it's necessarily for, like, the younger crowd, but definitely, like, the Selena Gomez is Taylor Swift because they're starting to get a lot more political in their statements and they're starting to really use their platform to speak out for things that matter. Mm-hmm. And I don't, maybe it's, it wasn't so apparent back in back when, because we didn't have all this internet and stuff, but I'm starting to see it a lot more and their influence and they're making, helping uh, Ariana Grande with her helping. And these are huge people that fans are like, die hard they would do anything for them so it's so I see that they're using their voice and before like I watched a, actually Taylor Swift documentary kind of I, I kind of love her I have Americana? yes it's <laughs> I on my list <laughs> yeah it, w- it was really good and and it, the, the fear that she had it was interesting because like she was so afraid when she it's my dog he's saying hi <laughs> She was so afraid of like posting something about, it was at that time, it was about voting for, um, it was a governor or something for Tennessee. And she was so afraid of using her platform because she's never done it before, but she was brave and she did it. And that opened the gateway, I think. So I see them as like being very influential in the world, not just with their music and their fans and stuff, which obviously they're going to do, but with important topics and they're starting to reach out more like that and using their voice and not being afraid. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, I don't know. It's not a woman, but Dave Chappelle had recently done a stand up. Did anybody catch his little. I haven't shuffle? watched that yet. I haven't. Yeah. It's good. It's funny. It's not jokes, but it's funny because he always delivers everything funny. But one thing he does say at the end about celebrities talking about what's going on and like 
using their voice and everything is he says he doesn't anymore because he has faith in this generation and he's comfortable in the back seat supporting it and so i think that kind of goes along with what you're saying where this younger generation they just seem to know things that i have no idea yeah whatsoever about you know i i hadn't even thought about what about you heather h we're gonna switch it up a little when i think of women in pop culture currently um i think the one i like the most is mindy kaling um i think she's really intelligent i love her humor um i love that she unapologetically loves fashion um you know i i just think that she's a really great voice uh for the generation mm -hmm. yeah woman of color i loved her she had that series um where she was the doctor the Mindy Project. Yes, the Mindy Project. Oh, I love that show. And you're right. Yeah, she 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 was you know girly, if you will, with the fashion and everything, but it didn't stop her from anything. Good. That was a good one. She's producing, some, she's producing another one. Is she doing another show? Do you know? So she just came out with a show on Netflix called Never Have I Ever. Yes. That's that it. came out like two months ago. Did you watch it yet? I've only seen the first episode and I loved the first episode, but it's one of those ones that, you know, not the whole family is into. So I have to watch it on my own time. And, you know, that's fleeting. I understand that entirely. I have a whole list of shit that I can't watch because I'm outnumbered by gender, age, like all kinds of shit. So <laughs> I can't remember. How about you? What are you... Uh, influenced by or what stands out to you right now i'm really bad at this because i'm not super influenced by other people <laughs> but i have to say that i am excited to see that there's all these different even cartoons from disney now coming out with women not needing a hero and that to me is exciting the fact yeah. that they're couples on TV that are interracial is exciting. The fact that there's couples on TV that are the same sex is exciting. Like the fact that we're crossing all these barriers that I thought about when I was in oh, middle school and high school when I would be dating people that were not necessarily the normal or whatever. And I'm like, why is this never on TV? It makes no sense. It's so frustrating. And it's ridiculous how long it's taken. But it's very exciting that it's finally starting to get to that point, at least. I totally agree. Moana is, hands down, my favorite Disney princess. If yeah. You know. Like, I, I love her. Everything about her. She never, even, I mean, Frozen was the beginning of that. Don't get me wrong. I understand. They yeah. realized that they needed sisterhood. Well, I think Orange might have been the beginning of that. Which one? Because Brave. Oh yeah, actually, now, now that I think about it, I guess technically it would have been Lilo and Stitch because that was about family, Ohana. But I mean, she was a kid, she was eight, so you couldn't have a love interest really. But you know, we'll eliminate that. You're right, I think Brave might have been the first one. But but um, with Moana, it was never about finding a man. I mean, at all, ever, loved it, loved it. Right. He is adorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I, I make my daughter watch. Well, I don't make her. She loves it. So we have our little, you know, mommy-daughter times. And that's what we watch. I wish I could. Empowerment. 
<laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. I think it's a great time to be a girl, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not going to grow up with these hangups. I think we see the change and we understand that it's, it's right. But we, we still, I don't know about you guys, I'm still influenced from things that happened to me as a kid when it did, you know, there were subtle little differences in gender roles. And like I had a, I had a teacher in fifth grade who just gave me bad grades all the time. And one day my mom like went in for a conference with him and she decided he just doesn't like girls that don't wear dresses and bows. And she just started making me wear dresses and put my hair in bows every day. My grades went up. It makes no sense. I had a teacher like that. It's the funniest thing. All right. So I had this history teacher and he was actually, he went to high school with my family, with my mom and my uncles. Like he knew my family and everyone's like, oh, he's such an easy grade. He's such an easy grade. You know why he was an easy grade? The same thing. All the girls, all they had to do was just flirt with them. Oh, hey, hey, hey. And I didn't do that. I just showed up and he was, and he gave me like a D. I think I still, no, I think that's the first time I failed. He actually failed me. And I'm like, I didn't, and then it was the, then he had the nerve, but I remember one time I saw him in the mall, he's like, oh, hi, I'm like, yeah, hi, like, whatever, like, because I wasn't the same way the other girls were with him, I'm like, you're, that's weird, now that I look back, I'm like, that's really weird, those are teenage girls, and he was like a grown man, yeah, Yeah, it was this, it was this, you have to be this way, otherwise you are not successful, and I think it's, it's cool, because back then, also in middle school, one time, I was not doing well in a biology class, and the teacher was a woman, and she referred to me as a Barbie type to my mom. And, you know, also, so back then it was like, you could be smart or pretty. You couldn't be both. You couldn't be that independent thinker and, you know, get your nails done. And I, I'm so glad to see girls grow up with none of that now. Like, I have nieces who are 8 and 12. And, like, they do cosplay type makeup, and it's like scars and blisters and just gross stuff that as a girl I would never have wanted on my face because I was afraid of what it sent as a message. I'm glad you brought up Disney princesses because I actually had it on my notes in case it didn't come up because I think they've really improved in the past five years in particular. Does anybody else have any current people that stand out? Did I skip you Heather H? No you did not. Oh okay good. Glad to hear it. I'm on top of things. Yeah. Um, Great. <laughs> I had a couple of people that, that stand out. Well, I guess I didn't add my, my other historically one. Um, one person that I thought doesn't get a lot of credit is Jane Fonda. Cause she kind of started out as this like classic pretty, you know, and, and she did manage to like go back and do her aerobics and everything, but she was politically active at a time, you know, when, when there weren't, it, it was career damaging. She was came out against Vietnam and, you know, that whole Hanoi Joy thing, uh, Hanoi Jane thing. Um, so, you know, I, I want to give some respect to her. Gilda Radner, um, as far as women in comedy, yeah. proving that women could be hilarious. And um, I know she said in interviews and, and in letters that she never felt pretty, but I felt like she just wasn't girly, but she was, she, there was a natural beauty because she was so herself. Just being yourself is beautiful. Absolutely. I love that. And um, since we already all talked about Golden Girls, the entire Golden Girls cast has been (laughs) amazing (laughs) to me. I mean, you know, all of them, B. Arthur, all of them have done different things on their own. But that cast, you know, just talking about aging and how women 
and old people in general are forgotten about. And um, it was, that was groundbreaking. And another person that I wanted to shout out is Jodie Whittaker from Doctor Who. Um, she is the first female doctor in the history of the series. And it just so happened that her very first debut episode, she broke records as far as viewership. She had like 8.2 million views, which was pretty much the, I believe the highest viewed episode, um, live viewed episode in the history of the remake of Doctor Who, if you will, because they were like old school ones. But in all the new generation, she was the highest viewed episode. And so, you know, and she does a great job. I don't know if any of you guys are Doctor Who fans. I was watching Doctor Who, but then they took it off Amazon Prime, so now I can't finish it. It's on HBO Max. They have every single episode. Yeah, now I gotta get HBO Max to watch it. That's oh, I, I should have watched it when I had the chance, damn it. Right? <laughs> the third season. Yeah. And the people who stand out to me now, um, I guess for some reason it's music for me. It's like Lizzo. Um, I know, I actually don't, I don't love, all, there's like four songs of hers that I know and like. Don't get me wrong, I'm not like super into it, but I do love what she stands for a lot. And I love, I don't know if anybody ever watches like her TikTok or Instagram videos. Like She is herself, she gives no shits. <laughs> yes, and I don't care what anybody says, I understand that there is a health risk with being heavy, but I also see her doing concerts for hours at a time when she tours and she's not out of breath and she's not lifting. They're unhealthy. Right, no, there's, there's size and then there's health and they can be separate. And I, I love her. For the skinniest people could be like the most worth uh, unhealthiest. Like I, I couldn't no. dance for two hours. And yeah, me too. I couldn't dance for 10 minutes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I love her. And you know who else I really love is Billie Eilish. Another one where yeah. I love her voice. Um, I love her message. And I love like three songs. <laughs> Wow, like the first time, what is this? And then I started, of course, my kids started listening to her, and my daughter started really wanting to be into her. So I was like, hold up, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta do some research. Have you right. watched and, videos? Oh my gosh, I love her. <laughs> yeah, I know it's good. Yeah, and I, I felt so bad when I think it was this last round of the Grammys, the music award shows. Yeah, and she kept getting award after award to the point where when it came to album of the year, you could see her saying, please don't let it be me because people were going to hate on her on Twitter for it. And I felt right. so bad that she didn't want to succeed, even yeah. though she clearly deserved it. You know, Some of that came from the K-pop crowd. I'm giving them a pass because of their Trump stuff lately. <laughs> That's another one. K-pop is huge. It does not align with my image of feminism. Mm -mm. I said a lot of that is just a, a female thing too. Like if a man was winning all of that, they'd be like, "Yeah, right, <laughs> come on, yeah, but, bacon, bitches." Yeah, if it's too much, then you plus know. the younger female, she's young too. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you add that element on it. Yeah. Yeah. And Taylor so Swift does stand out as another young one who's like, you're right. She put her career kind of on the line. I mean, she's from Tennessee. She kind of started in like country-ish pop, you know, like really could have ruined it. Yeah. 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 She had a long way to go if it didn't work out for her. So that was, those are good ones. 
I'm going through my notes to make sure I cover anything that may happen. What is your opinion of female representation right now in pop culture? And I, this was a question that was suggested by the regular cast, but they're not here. So I want to put a spin on this. I want to focus specifically on superhero and comic book movies because they are so close, but so off the mark at the same time. We've acknowledged Disney's made huge jumps. There's, there's a lot of television shows out there. My background is iCarly, which is an homage, you know, an homage to a young girl who did her thing at a young age and she was hilarious and her co-star was also a young girl and they, they made a great timing but what about right now in those types of genres because that's the biggest movie you know that's what everybody goes to see so how does everybody feel about how women are represented in that genre we'll start with heather h what everybody's thinking sorry <laughs> so i mean i think it can be polarizing you know um i think I think we've come a long way in how women are represented in comic books and superhero movies. Um, but I think, you know, I mean, we can always do better, but the ones that give me hope are ones like Kamala Khan. She is my favorite current superhero. She is the new incantation of Miss Marvel. Um, and she is a Pakistani teenager. And if you have read the comics, which I'm doubting any of you have, um, <laughs> she is just like, awkward and not feeling like she fits in as a teenager not feeling as she fits in with her religion and you know everything is you know her culture it's all just coming down on her and she gets these powers um and i just love her as a character i love um i just love that we're doing things like this before you know when we were kids that would never even be a thought that's interesting. I'll have to look her up. I've, I, I know my husband is into that stuff. And so I've heard the name, but you know, I, I mean, yeah, I hadn't seen anything recently about it. So that's interesting. They're and coming out with a Disney plus show, um, which she'll be a part of, which I'm very excited about. Um, okay. But yeah, she has a bunch of comic books. We have them. Cool. Very cool. Heather C, how about you? Uh, I kind of feel the same. It's kind of hit or miss. Like, Captain Marvel was great. You know, Wonder Woman was good. So at least we had a couple, you know, standout movies that really did really well. And then we had, like, Harley Quinn. Right. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. like, I saw that. Did you, did you finish it? Yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was like, they could have made this so much better. Like, there's they do these great ones that are fantastic and you, you know, you're like, yeah, I want to watch that over and over again. And then they'll just have, I mean, I guess it's maybe just movies in general, but they'll have those hit or miss that are just like, mm -mm, no, but there's not enough with female <laughs> as the lead that we have that opportunity to mess up as much, you know? Totally agree. You know, on that note, like, I always, I kind of think about, like, Birds of Prey. That's the Harley Quinn movie, right? So yeah. I always think, what if that had been done with, like, a Joker? Has everybody seen the Joker, that movie? It was yeah. a great spin on mental health. and. Oh, my God. That was amazing. I, they, I ended feeling up bad for the guy. I'm like, he, everyone deserves it. That's, right. that's, that's great when you start rooting for the bad guy. That's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, and I think... What if we had focused on, you know, I mean, she was a victim of him. She was a byproduct of his mental illness. And what if she had been given that whole depth of character instead yeah. of, and I get it. 
Margot Robbie's hot. There's not much you can do about that. But we all saw Charlize Theron pull it off in Monster, so you can make yourself a little less attractive. Yeah. Why does she have to? She right. doesn't. Why does she have to wear shorts that look like underwear? You know, just... Yeah. But you can be hot and have depths, too. Yes. 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 It was the, the way that they chose to portray her. And they wanted to make it more comical or something. And instead, it was frustrating to me. <laughs> I think it leans towards this manic pixie dream girl like trope that I recently learned about thanks to a Miss Mojo video. <laughs> um, I wasn't too familiar. I mean, I knew the character type. I just didn't know there was like an official name for it. It's this whole like, she's damaged goods, but she means well, but she's crazy and she'll suck you into her world kind of stuff. And, and it's all very innocent and sexy. And, but no, she was a real victim. She was a, a legit victim. And no more or less than Bruce Wayne and his family were affected right. by the Joker. So I wish they would have done a little bit more with that. Um, yeah. And I feel the same way about the superhero thing. Danielle, you first, and then we'll go to me. Um, well, I was just going to say, really, the only one that stands out is Wonder Woman. Like, I love the movies. I love any movie she's in. I think she is an awesome, strong, kick-ass fucking superhero. I love her. I will watch any movie that she comes out in. I'm like, yes. And I do remember, I think I, I watched the cartoon when I was younger. I don't think I watched live action as much, but there was the cartoon. But that one, yeah, Wonder Woman for sure. And she's consistent. Like, even in the movies, she's just badass. Yeah, yeah. Gal Gadot's another one where I'm like, I get it. She, you can't unhot her. Yeah, no, and like you know, you shouldn't ha like uh, Heather was saying, you shouldn't have to. Like you should. No, you shouldn't have to. That's you true. should, and but I think she does a good representation of it because she is hot, but she's not some dippy little thing like maybe how um, the other one was. Like she's a little bit more like hee hee. Like she's not. She's like strong, and she's not wavering to please anybody. She is who she is, and you know that makes her strong and solid. Yeah, and womanhood. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I think um, I think what happens is that men want to give women a character or two, but they don't want to upset the existing universes and have to make shit up and, and all of that. And on top of that, have to look at, you know, have I been comfortable with these like kind of subconscious opinions about women that I didn't know I had? And it, there's a lot, you know, I actually looking this, uh, looking up and prepping for the show, I had run across this weird, and I don't know the backstory to why this came up, but this guy recently started tweeting this like long series of backstory on Megan Fox. And I mean, he was talking about like her transformer days and everything. And, and what they did to her was terrible. And I had no idea. Everybody says she's this terrible actress, but anybody who has responded to his tweets has pointed out she was in this movie called Jasmine's Body and it is on my list to watch now. Um, and that she was amazing in it and that she's a great actress. But Michael Bay saw her at 15 and had her audition to play a stripper. And she was so young that she couldn't sit at the bar in the scene. So they had her strip in front of a waterfall outside. And, and I think they also had her audition by washing his car in yeah. like an American flag G-string bikini. The Transformers movie, right? Right. And yeah. when she yeah. talked about this, she came out and talked about this in some interviews. And Michael Bay... And word has it, maybe Steven Spielberg, I don't know. I love him, so 
I don't know how tied into this he truly is, but they kind of like blacklisted her as this stupid trailer trash. And I, I feel like she was really cheated. Oh, her parents should have stood up for her too. So right. you can't say it's just them. Yeah, men are freaking pigs. We all know it. It's mm -hmm. going to take years, if not centuries, to get the ideas out of their head that have been to them. Yes, that we are this meat product for them. So the fact, unless we have parents who are also willing to stand up for those younger kids, there it's going to continue to happen. And I wonder what went through the parents' thought process that they let that audition right. go on that way. Money. I think about the, well, money, obviously. And then I also think if I, and I have no daughters, so I, I don't know for sure. And I, I don't know if in hindsight, it's just easier for me to think I would never do this. But I also wonder what I, would I think, well, I know what it was like when, for me when I was, look, I'm in sales. I, I'm, I'm in sales and I'm in younger 40s. And I worry about things like laugh lines. I don't see a single 45-year-old salesman in my company giving a shit about his laugh lines <laughs> or worrying about whether or not they have pantyhose lines at trade shows. Like, they wear the same black pants and dress pants. I don't even know if they buy new ones every year. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I think, well, is, is, are you trying to teach her that's the way of the world because you want her to be for that and you just took it too far or like where's your line how did that happen I'd like to think I'd be like fuck no no my 15 year old anything would not pay us play a stripper in anything like period yeah. but um you know, that's just maybe but then do you know that she told her parents what if she didn't tell her parents but she's 15 so for her to get the contract oh yeah yeah, yeah. Stripper, no matter what she had to at least talk about, I'm going to be a stripper and I I'm too young to go in the bar. <laughs> so that's terrible. And I don't know what movie that was even from. Like, I don't, I don't know a lot about her, but I encourage everybody to look it up. And like, and then they, then the whole thing was, yeah, because I, she, she did it. And then she talked about it. I think it honestly, I think Steven Spielberg was like the, like Michael Bay was just like, well, blah, blah, blah. And then he told him like, hey, she's being really difficult. She's talking to the press, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, okay, from what he heard, he made the best decision he thought. But like, yeah, it was all bullshit. And it kind of like, because after that, like it was just done. She was on New Girl for a while. And then that was the last thing you really saw of her. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. Once she's a little older and, you know, some of the sexism dies down a bit, maybe she'll be able to yeah. come back. No reason. There's a lot of hot women out there that are on shows and in movies that are not portrayed as idiots all the time. Right? Oh, yeah. We're, you know, at least we're, we're getting there. It's really slow. <laughs> it is very slow. Somebody... Really? Um, had said on a, I think it was, I don't know, I was watching the news the other night and this commentator was saying, you know, I, I'm all about the American dream. And, you know, he's like, but it's always, it always feels like it's one step forward, three steps back, one step forward, three steps back. And he's like, so all I can do is focus on that one step and make sure it's a big one whenever it comes up. That's yeah. I think, um, I think female representation has come a long way in a lot of ways. You know, one time my kids about maybe a year ago, I rewatched Overboard with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. And the context of that movie 
post me too and everybody knowing what gaslighting is and you know consent i mean all of those were issues in that movie but we rooted for them like right. Kurt was the hero did yeah. you see the new one did you see the new one where the roles were reversed no I didn't. yeah there's a new one out there oh. it's um, anna faris and um some other hot guy but yeah <laughs> It's still gaslighting, though. Like, yeah, no, know. it's still the same idea. It's just reversed. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's the girl doing it. But yeah, but and it's still the same sense of like, you know, you're right. You're rooting for them, but like, she's doing, so, they're doing wrong things. Like, they shouldn't be doing this. It's terrible. It's so wrong on so many levels. The truth right. is, if any of us had a friend who that happened to, we would be calling Child Protective Services on that father, and we would be calling the FBI, and we would be talking about identity theft, and psychological torture, and like all kinds of kidnapping, like yeah. all of that. But no, no, we gave her a macaroni necklace, and we were like, go, go to him. <laughs> It's just, and then Danny gets everything because it was all her money. Ugh, that, terrible. So we have come a long way. I mean, think about even before that. Think about Star Wars. Ray. Yes, I Ray mean, is amazing. I mean, that yeah. is if, you know, there wasn't enough strong females in that movie to begin with, but the fact that she was the main character was huge. Yes, totally. I agree. And, you know, she, I mean, for, I keep talking about hot and, like, you can unhot it. She didn't have a lot of, like, her outfits weren't girly. They were the same as everybody else's. Mm. I love that. Even though it's my biggest complaint about the Star Wars concept of Disney World, I was like, well, who wants to dress up like Rey? <laughs> That's just me, I guess. <laughs> you got jazz rough a little. <laughs> I like coffee, bitch. <laughs> I like comfy, but can we get some like red in there or something? Like it's brown and light brown. Those are her favorite shades. <laughs> I'd rather dress up as Ray than slave Leia. Okay, that's no, <laughs> maybe pre babies. I I pick. I don't know. I don't know. Never for me. <laughs> yeah, no. Ray is an awesome one. Um, so yeah, I think. All around, we can all agree it's it, it's come leaps and bounds, but we have some steps to go. And you know, hopefully, the people who watch this show on a regular basis will get this insight and kind of stop and think about what kind of messages the movies they're watching are sending, and whether or not they really, you know, agree with it. And I'm not saying it's not okay to have movies where I'm not crazy. Like I know there was there were issues in the news because, like, Captain Marvel gets hit by men. And I'm like, but she's a fucking superhero. She's not, like, a human woman who's, like, battered in the corner. I feel like there has to be context, and we have to be able to have those conversations. I have to watch that, by the way. I still have not seen it. No, I'm just seen it no that's, why, that's why Wonder Woman, because I haven't seen the her yet. So uh, okay. she I have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. I always say I don't like superhero movies, and then every time a new one comes out, I, I act not excited, and then we go watch it <laughs> in the theater. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I don't know what took me so long. It took me forever, but now I'm like, yes, let's go. I have to, especially, I have to see it in the movie theater, too, because it's the whole thing. I actually, I think I went and saw Endgame three times. Wow, really? Movie. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like I wanted to. That was a long one, too. <laughs> 
I know. <laughs> I, by the third one, I was taking smoke breaks. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't mind going to see it again in the theater because they're good stories. Yeah. Thinking about it, the, the whole human, you know, spirit and the whole idea of just being a better person and doing the right thing. Love it. We need yeah. more of that right now. Yes. So um, now comes the time at the end of a show, because it's been about an hour, where normally everybody does plugs for their shows. I don't think anybody on here has a show that they do on any regular. No. Day. No, no. Okay. Well, then come check out Mile High Podcast um, on Facebook. We are Mile High Podcast. And uh, also check out our parent, I guess you call it, Trucky Pacific. On Instagram, we are Mile High Podcast. On Twitter, we are High Podcast. And just in case you're curious, I'm saying pot, P O T, cast, not podcast on all of it. If you have any suggestions or comments, you can email us at milehighpotcast at gmail.com or truckypacific at gmail.com. And if you would be interested in being a generous donor or perhaps put some advertising on here, we're not opposed, you can always reach out to us and Venmo us at milehighpodcast or at truckypacific. We love taking money. So if you have extra money and you're bored because you can't go to a mall, we would like that. We would appreciate it. Something else I do want to plug is that Dave, uh, one of our regulars on the show, obviously, recently came out with a new book. Heather, can you tell me some more information about this new book? Oh, I certainly can. Great. Um, <laughs> it is a short story. It's called Quarantine, and it is um, kind of about COVID. Um, and it's, you know, it has some spooky stuff going on in it. So it's, it's a really quick read. It's a really good read. It's one of those engrossing stories um, that you don't really know what's happening until the end. So I'd recommend Great. it to any, everybody. Everybody check that out. If you are interested, I am sure that you can find, if we haven't already shared it on Mile High Podcast on our Facebook, then I will be sure that we add it to, uh, you know, something very shortly after we post this video. Ladies, I want to thank you so much for helping me with this. This is my first time hosting anything. I did awesome. It flew by. I loved having other women on the show. So next time, whoever it is that talked you into doing this, uh, <laughs> tribe, you know, brings it up, by all means, just drop in for a 10-minute interview. James does these games where we categorize stuff. We were going to do one tonight, but this is a girls' night, so I was like, no, I don't want to do it. But come in and join because it's, it's, it changes things. Like, I can't tell you how many times they have talked about stuff on their show. And I've said, well, you know, it's interesting. And maybe it's because I'm a woman. And I've pointed out this whole other perspective. And they're like, oh, shit, I didn't even think of that. You know, and I, I'm tired of starting things with, as a woman, as a woman. <laughs> so let's just have some other women on there. And then as people, we can have different opinions. And share. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, <laughs> everyone out there, you have a great evening. Thank you for watching, and come check us out very soon. Bye. 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 This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.